Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Tuesday, June 21st, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game played Monday through Sunday. Though there are no Sunday shows, and today is Mrs. Professor's due date, so we're going to have a disruption to the shows for a couple days, either later this week or next week. Obviously, TBD on that one. That doesn't mean to recommend you do the same, as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As we go through my plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so we'll look at our loves, likes, and links to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Had that good variance yesterday, y'all, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, 14 and 3 record. Um, over 50% ROI. I mean, it's a ridiculously fun day yesterday. They obviously aren't all that good. Uh, many of you have been here for a while at this point, though. And you'll know, hey, I'm all about transparency. When it's good, I'll, I'll it's fine. I'll talk about it. When it's bad, it is what it is, right? It's all it's all there in the sheet for you. Uh, but again, as I talk about, uh, you know, I never recommend just saying, hey, you know, we've won a couple days in a row. Let's just blindly tail the picks. No, I want you to tail the picks if you like them, if you hear what I'm saying, if it makes sense to you. Some of you... I know because I, you know, this is how it started with cousin Jared. You know, he can, he sees the what the model outputs are. He sees where my head is, and he can kind of pick up, you know, what he agrees with, what he disagrees with. And sometimes he's thinking a lot of the things before I even say him on the show, right? And, and y'all hear me talk about the same pictures. So, um, you know, I'm I'm trying to get y'all to think and to to learn. Learning is always good. I love to learn. I want I want to help everyone learn. So I'm a professor. Um, again, real job, not not just a gimmick. Um, and so things are things went well the last couple of days. I hope to continue that with the official picks, but hopefully, if nothing else, as I explain the things, you could say, yeah, these are the ones I like, these are the ones I don't, and you feel confident in how you're investing your money. And before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. The only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter. Or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. But as always, I encourage my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio. Uh, somebody commented about this on yesterday. I, I don't say this. Uh, I say this because I really am trying to help y'all. If you don't have multiple sports books, I, I just I think you're missing out on shopping around for good prices. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's just it can save you ten cents a bet. You know, and if if you're making 10 bets or so a night that adds up really quickly um it can really help so i'm not saying this because you know it's i've got anything in it for me it's as much as just i think it helps to have multiple sports books i think that's a good thing no matter if it's the ones that i recommend that i have the links in the show's description if you click those or not it's kind of irrelevant i always think you should have multiple sports books i have a couple that i recommend that are on the website and in the, in the show's description uh, and, and I specifically like these. They're offshore books, and I specifically like them because they have those dime lines for MLB games, smaller juice. It makes it easier to find good numbers. That's just what I recommend personally. But again, whether it's those or different ones, have multiple sports books. It can really help you out. 
It can save you a little bit on your losses, help you win a little bit more on your wins. Um, not for every game, but probably for at least half of them, and that can make a big difference. So uh, just something to keep in mind if, if you don't already have at least two, I kind of recommend three. At some point, there's kind of diminishing returns. If you have 10, cool, but you probably probably don't need that many. I mean, really, three, four, you're set. Um, so just yeah, that's just my recommendation uh, to help help you be a little bit more profitable in your wager. And on to today's games, no day games, just the night game. 640 Eastern, first pitch will kick us off with the Dodgers and the Reds. It's going to be a hot one tonight in Cincinnati to start off. We're going to be in the low 90s. We're going to finish the game still in the low 80s. No real wind to speak of. It should stay under five miles an hour. But that ball and that pitcher's park is going to fly, especially uh, early on in the game. Tony Gonsolin and Tyler will be the two pitchers responsible for trying to keep the ball inside the fences. Gonsolin's had a fantastic year. I have to start off with that. It's been amazing. His advanced metrics are very good. Advanced metrics say his ERA should be in the low threes. That's still very good. It's just he's still not in that class of that upper tier starting pitcher. He's nowhere near the Corbin Burns of the world, the Garrett Coles, the Shane McClanahan. Those are just three guys who pitched last night that are clearly better than Gonson. So don't let that ERA fool you. Good pitcher, but just not as good as that ERA is. And I'm going to contrast that with Malley, who has a mid-four ERA, but his underlying metrics are actually pretty in lockstep with Gonson. So you have, a, you have two pitchers who have an ERA that are three runs apart, but their underlying metrics say they're about that they've actually performed about the same. You just had some bad luck, some warning track fly balls turn into home runs, or home runs turn into warning track fly balls. You have one pitching more at a pitcher's park, one pitching more at a clear hitter's park. It's just kind of the way small sample slices have gone, but the underlying metrics say these two guys have pitched about the same, just had very different results. So I want to make sure we catch that here. I really think this is a coin toss with regards to the starting pitchers. The model thinks Malley's a little bit better. I think that's probably a fair assessment too. It's kind of rounding here, right? I, I The model says Malley is an 85 on the 100 scale with a standard deviation of 15 and Gonsolin's a 91. That's pretty dang close maybe a slight edge to Mally but I just want to make sure you'll catch don't look at those ERAs and say Dodgers have a huge edge on the starting pitcher they do not Gonsolin's good but Mally is also good so whether it's more about Gonsolin being a little bit overvalued or Mally being a little bit undervalued I'm not really sure Mally's the guy we faded early in the season said he wasn't as good as those results from last year and now it's kind of been flipped he's again he's not Cy Young conversation but he is better than his results have been this year because that the model says the Dodgers should be a minus 165 favorite. Model says the Dodgers should win this game. The Dodgers are a much better team. They have a much better offense and a much better bullpen. But on the road with more neutral starting pitchers, the model says the Dodgers should win a little over 60% of the time, which is still impressive. I want to make sure that we don't miss that when I talk about this game. Like the models and the Dodgers win this game more than 60% of the time on the road is still a solid feat. It's just the price right now at the Dodgers creeping up to minus 200 with even starting pitchers on the road just seems absurd to me. I could not lay that price with the Dodgers. And I know there's this narrative about the Dodgers and the run line winning so many games by more than one run. I, I don't see that continuing at, at the disproportionate rate that it continues. The Dodgers are going to win a lot of games for more than one runs because they're really good. And they're going to win a lot of one run games because they're really good. But I don't think it's one of those if they win, they're going to win by more than one. They're going to win their fair share of games by one run in the long run as well. I think that's just a small sample size. It's a quirk. It's interesting to talk about, 
but I don't think it's very predictive going forward. I think the Dodgers have a great chance to win this game. I couldn't lay this price. The money line price is way too high. I'm on the other side with the Reds. The model says there's a Reds edge on the money line at plus 171. I think if you want to take a flyer on the Reds and say they're the home team and the starting pitcher, they might have a little bit of an edge there. Plus 171 is solid odds. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I'm going to go with a run line here with the Reds. I like that I'm getting plus money on a bet that the team can still lose. And we cash it. The Reds are the home team, which means that if they're losing, they will get a chance to get an extra run or two in the ninth. If this goes extra innings, we have a great chance of the Reds winning this one as well. Um, obviously not a lock, but you know a great chance. I think there's a lot of ways the Reds can either win this game or lose close. So I'll go with a B pick on the Reds on the run line. I, like I said, I like that it's plus odds. Uh, but if you want to split your bet between that and money line, give yourself a little bit better payout. I think that makes a lot of sense too. It's not that the Dodgers don't win this game, but if you can't back the Reds, in my opinion, it's a pass. The price is just not right. And if you add it to a parlay, again, the Dodgers probably win, but you're giving yourself a larger probability of it blowing up your parlay than you are the payout of them winning. It's not one that I recommend throwing into a parlay just because I just don't think you're adding any value to that wager. With regards to the total, it's nine and a half. I really want to go over the full game. I just, I wish it was nine. If it was nine, this would be an A play over. Um, I think we can get to nine runs here. At nine and a half, I've just, there's been so many games that the total's been nine and a half and we've laid it at nine. It hasn't been all of them, but it's been a lot. And I mentioned this before, trying to go over nine and a half has kind of become the new trying to go under six and a half, where it's just like, it doesn't always lose. But when you get to that extra at the edge of the distribution there, it just gets really tough, especially with the odd number. I mean, this game could easily be 4-4 four, four late, and then it's not that it can't get to 10, but you're you're sitting there going, there's a lot of runs, but you're not still guaranteed to get there. You're only guaranteed to get to that 9. So at 9, I'd love the over, but at 9.5, it's just too much for me. I'll go over in the first 5. I like the minus 102 odds on this. The number is 5. We do know that we will for sure get both teams batting 5 times as opposed to in the full game where we might only get eight and a half at bats. You don't really know. Make it more. It's just a little bit more variable. Only a lean, because I think both pitchers are good, but that ball is going to fly. So I lean over. I just don't have personally the confidence to put that second unit on it, given the fact that I like both of these pitchers. Um, so I think the question you have to ask yourself, the thing to think on is kind of what you make of the Dodgers offense and their recent play. I kind of think it's somewhere in between. They're not as bad as they've looked for the most part. Um, Maybe not as good as uh, whatever night that was Saturday where they put up seven um, and that game. Maybe not quite that good. They can, the, the truth some more kind of in between. And I think that's the question you have to ask yourself. If you think this Dodgers offense can get rolling off day, you know, things are going good with them. This game probably goes over five because with how easily they can hit, even without Mookie, with how easily they can hit home runs, um, five runs is not a tall ask in that park with 90 degree weather. Personally, without Mookie, I'm just a little bit hesitant to put that second unit on it. Just because, like I said, I think Mally is solid. I think Gonsolin's solid. I think over start way to go, but I think it could easily have just five runs in the first inning. I think five for the first five and nine for the full game is the most likely scenario. So I think it's priced pretty well for the total. Uh, but I'll stick with the Reds as my better play B-grade pick on the run line there kicks off in Cincinnati. Same time slot here, 640 Eastern first pitch, Rockies. At the Marlins, Ryan Feltner versus Daniel Castano. Castano getting that first start last time uh, of the season. He pitched a little bit last year, uh, not a ton. 
and looked phenomenal in that outing. Hasn't allowed a run yet in his almost 11 innings in the season. Advanced metrics say his ERA should be in the mid-threes. Probably doesn't mean a ton in 11 innings. Projection not quite that friendly. A younger guy doesn't have a great track record. Was very okay last year. But, of course, the model's taking note. And with a smaller sample size, his projection's going to improve quickly if he continues to pitch like that. I think he has a good chance to today against the Rockies, who just do not play as well on the road, unless they're playing the Padres for some reason. Um, their offense just does not travel quite as well. They'll oppose the Marlins with Ryan Feltner, who has an upper four ERA. If its metrics are a little friendlier, thinks it's about a run better, but only 26 innings. Maybe that means something, maybe it doesn't. It's it's not where we're up into the 70-inning mark where you start saying, okay, this these advanced metrics do tell us something. Um, but it's not nothing either. So take that for what it's worth. Advanced metrics say he's not been that bad. Part of that's probably, of course, the course effect. Your ERA is going to bloom there. And he projects about where Castano is. Both these guys a little bit below average. Even with a couple of the uh, Marlins hitters being out, I still think the Marlins have a better offense. Then the Rockies, they have a much better bullpen there at home. I'm not sure why the Marlins are only a minus 123 favorite. This makes zero sense to me. The model says minus 144. I think that's a pretty accurate number. Uh, a pick for me on the Marlins, and, and I'll, I'll just say it one more time here, and then we'll move on. This line confuses the heck out of me. If you start with the 53% for the Marlins, and maybe it's a little bit higher than that because the Rockies um, – their their true number right it's just so skewed because of their actual home field advantage maybe it's 53 and a half maybe 54 even if you stick with 53 if you call these starting pitchers a wash the marlins offense is definitely better than the rockies offense uh, it's tough to find that out but when you go to the park neutral stuff the marlins play in a huge pitchers park and the rockies in a, in a hitters park of course hitter environment um the marlins have a better offense and a much better bullpen i can easily add six percentage points five percentage points whatever to get to that 59 percent win probability that's what minus 144 implies minus 123 is a joke in my opinion a great pick for me i'm all over the marlins here in this one i think they're the much better team than the rockies are and with a wash of the starting pitchers it's, it's it's a pretty clear one for me personally uh with regards to the total the total's eight i like under here i like under in this park more times than not we had early in the season some higher scoring games in miami but that's kind of balanced back out as the season's gone along, um, Marlins have a few guys out offensively. Rockies, again, don't their offense doesn't do as well on the road. Both pitchers are okay enough that I think this stays under eight. I'm going to isolate the first five, though, and go first five under four. Two things I like better about it, number one, the odds right now, even money, is always, always better uh, to risk less for the same amount to win. But the second thing is I just do not, as much as I like the Marlins bullpen and think it's got some depth, uh, I don't. I don't like this Rockies bullpen at all. They terrify me. So I'll isolate the first five. Feltner is not great, but he's better than all but like two pitchers. I mean, really, Coleman and Bard probably the only two Rockies pitchers that I trust at all in that bullpen. And those two guys won't pitch unless the Rockies are winning, which again I don't think is going to happen. And on top of that, Feltner's not going to go seven innings. So some bad Rockies reliever is going to have to pitch. Some very inconsistent Rockies reliever. I don't want to deal with that because he could easily give up a four spot and that throw everything off. So I'll take first five under four and this one. I think the pitchers are okay enough in a pitcher's park with subpar offenses uh, to keep this one lower scoring. Be great pick for me on that first five under. 
705 Eastern first pitch Cubs at the Pirates, a warm one in Pittsburgh. We're going to start off at 90 degrees. We're going to close around 80 degrees. The wind will be blowing out at about 10 miles an hour to left field to start, and it, it might be a little bit across out. It's kind of in that fine line between is it going to be more out or more across. It should be a boost to the bats. If it's kind of half out, half across, that's a boost to the hitters but a minor one. If it's more out, it's a more realistic boost. At 10 miles an hour, a little bit, not a, not a ton, not 15 or 20, you know, but it's going to give it a little bit of extra carry. So maybe a little help from the wind. It's kind of on the borderline as to how much it'll help with the 90 degree weather to start. Ball's really going to fly again in that park early on. Talked about it yesterday. Ball really did fly out yesterday as well. Matt Swarmer versus Ryanzi Contreras. I like Contreras a lot. He has a three ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be in the upper threes, and that's where he projects. I project this guy to be very good. Probably not as good as that 306 ERA, but he's not that far behind it. I mean, this is a good pitcher prospect who's fairly highly respected. Um, I think Contreras is a good pitcher. We've backed him a few times before. Um, Swarmer, on the other hand, a low five ERA. The advanced metrics, even it's only 20 innings, but I actually say it should be about a run and a half higher. Projects be very bad. I, I faded this guy before. I don't think he's a good pitcher whatsoever. I think his first start was pretty good, but I don't think this guy is for real whatsoever. Um, huge starting pitcher edge for the Pirates. In my opinion, offenses are both very meh. But, of course, the Cubs have an edge in the relievers. Last night's walkiness aside, once that game was over, you know, you get to the back of the bullpen type guys. Model says the Pirates should win this game. The model says Pirates minus 126. It's a 56% win probability, and that never makes sense to me. You, you have to offset the Pirates starting pitcher edge with the Cubs bullpen edge because uh, Contreras hasn't been a guy that's going to go seven. He hasn't been a guy that's going to go six. So we're going to get into that Pirates bullpen. And Swarmer, you know, you never know what a manager's thinking. I, I personally would hope that they're telling him, you're going through twice. You are not seeing this lineup a third time, even as bad as the Pirates offense is. Throw everything you have at them, and then we'll turn it over to the, to a Cubs pin that's got a lot of depth. I mean, the back end of that Cubs bullpen, uh, or the middle part of that Cubs bullpen, I should say, is pretty solid. Um, back end isn't as – it's kind of like the Marlins bullpen. The back end isn't as top-notch as, um, you know, a lot of other bullpens around the league. But, I mean, they go one through five. They're all pretty okay. Those guys all come in and pitch if the game's tight. Um, kind of turn it into an almost tight bullpen game. And again, the Pirates have a little bit of an edge there with the starting pitcher, but going from that 53% to start to 56%, which is what the model says, I mean, that seems right. You got to give them a boost, but you, you have to temper it because what's going to happen once these guys get out of the game? The offenses, again, are a complete wash. I think 56% for the Pirates makes a ton of sense. And and so that number is minus 126. So I'll take the Cubs one plus 140. I think there's a ton of value on this. It's much more of a coin toss than the odds would indicate. As much as I like Contreras, minus 152 for the Pirates is absurd in my opinion. I'll take the Cubs. I'll take them on the full game with a B-grade pick. It's a B-plus pick, almost with an A pick on this one. I, I just couldn't get to an A pick because I just, I'm nervous about the first like three or four innings of this game, just how much better Contreras is than Swarmer. So I can't give it an A pick, but there's a lot of value here on the Cubs at this price. If they can keep it close after four, I mean, this is a, a coin toss game, and at some point it starts to shift to edge Cubs uh, for this one. So I like the Cubs at this price, plus 140. It's a B-grade pick. Total's eight and a half. Ball's really going to fly out, especially early on as it's hot. I'll take the first five over four and a half. 
at minus 115. I'll give this an A-grade pick. Neither offense is exciting, but as you saw last night, in that park, these temperatures, we can have some runs. I think we can easily get to five runs. I think this total should be – the full game total should be nine, and the first five total should be five. So it's an A-grade pick for me on the first five over. I like the full game over as well, but I'd rather isolate to the first five just because I think it's a more favorable environment early on than it is later in this one. 7-5 Eastern first pitch, Nationals at the Orioles. Nice night in Baltimore. We're going to start off in the low 80s, close in the upper 70s. A slight breeze out to left field around five miles an hour, so a very minor boost right there. Nothing but, you know, a couple of feet with that wind. Eric Fetty versus Jordan Lyles. Supposedly, Lyles was scratched from his start on Sunday. Um, that's who we're projecting to go today. Has not been confirmed. That's why there's no line on this one as of now. Both of these pitchers are pretty similar. The model thinks Fetty's a little better. I kind of disagree. I've talked about this a lot. Lyles is a guy who's very up and down. When he's when he's good, he's very okay. And when he's bad, he's extremely bad. Um, and the model's taking all that into account. But I think Lyles, what we've seen from him this year, I think he's very average. I think he's very league average. And the model's lagging a little bit there. Uh, but he's been very, very respectable. His advanced metrics are about a full run better than his ERA which is a little uh, ballooned. Uh, Fetty, on the other hand, has a better ERA than Lyles, but worse advanced metrics. So, I mean, the two pitchers are similar. It's probably rounding here, but I think maybe a slight edge to the Orioles. Model says Orioles minus 122. The model just hasn't liked the Orioles, though. So, I mean, my thought on this is the model says Orioles minus 122. Maybe it should really be more like Orioles minus 130 is probably more accurate because the model's just not liking what the Orioles have done this year. And I think they're a little bit better than the model thinks. So whenever that game comes out, I will tweet out my pick and a little rationale behind it. Last one on that game, both offenses are about the same. They're both pretty bad, and both bullpens are about the same. They're both fairly bad. Difference being the Orioles, again, their pen. It's the one unit that's really overperformed. The projection has not come back to earth. So potentially a slight edge to the Orioles bullpen, potentially a slight edge to the Orioles starter. Um, but otherwise, these two teams are both pretty similarly bad. Probably not a game that you want to watch unless you're a fan of either one of these teams. 17 Eastern first pitch, Yankees in the race, a game you probably do want to watch. Last night's game lived up to the hype. It was fantastic. Tonight it'll be Nestor Cortez versus Josh Fleming. Fleming maybe will have an opener in front of him, maybe not. That's the what it sounds like the plan is. So I'm plugging in Fleming as the starter for now is how I come up with this number of Yankees minus 144, minus 141. Um, this is a game where if you back the Rays, um, when a number comes out, you probably want to select action rather than usually you want to hit selected because you want your pitcher to have to go. And if your guy gets scratched, you don't want to have money on it because it's probably a downgrade. With the Rays in these bullpen games, you just hit action because um, – if the Yankees scratch Cortez, that's a good that's good news for you. And if they throw an opener in front of him, you know, two hours before the game or something, who really cares? It's not going to change anything. It probably actually helps the Rays a little bit using that opener, uh, having one guy go out there and go out to fat after that top of the Yankees lineup, and then have the starter come in for the middle lineup. Probably actually helps everybody involved. Um, so I don't know exactly who the Rays will start, but it looks like Fleming is going to get a lot of the work. And that's how I came up with this number of Yankees minus 141. Cortez has been fantastic. We know that. Not as good as that sub-2 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be low threes. A very, very good number. Not in that category of the Coles and the McClanahan's, but, I mean, he's right in that second tier. 
Um, projection, like I mentioned, continues to improve every start. Again, I don't think he's quite this good, but I, I think he's, for the most part, the real deal. I think he's a very good pitcher. Fleming, on the other hand, is just very average. It'll be a situation where the Rays will probably try to get him to get through the lineup one and a half times max twice, I think, uh, before basically more of a bullpen type game, which the Rays do really good in. So, I mean, the Rays could absolutely win this game all about the price. The way the Yankees have been playing, it's hard to go against them. So, of course, we'll see what the number is, and I will tweet out a pick about that one later in the day. 17 Eastern first pitch, Tigers at the Red Sox. It'll be a chilly one in Boston, not as cold as it was last night. We're going to start off around 70 degrees, maybe upper 60s. We're going to close in the mid-60s. Winds will be blowing across to left field at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Bo Brisky versus Rich Hill. Brisky, a smoke and mirrors pitcher right now. 380 ERA, the advanced metrics say it should be in the low fives. His projection is in the upper fours. He is not as good as his ERA. I don't really think he can hold these Red Sox bats down. I think, if anything, the weather should be more likely to hold him down um, than Brisky will be a pitcher who I just do not think can continue keeping his ERA in the three long term. Rich Hill, I mean, a mid-four ERA. Advanced metrics a little bit better. The projections right around where his ERA is. Below average, uh, but a high, kind of a high-variable pitcher. If that curveball is rolling for him um, against the right lineup, he can get it rolling, have a great start. He can also get hit around really hard. One of the higher-variable pitchers in baseball, which is kind of what happens, I guess, on the age curve, right? When you're young, you're pretty variable because you might put everything together, but you still haven't figured out how to pitch at the big league level. And then when you're older, it's just, do you have it that day? Um, you know, kudos to Rich Hill for being able to pitch at this point, at this age. Um, but just so much variability with Hill, really hard to, to know what you're going to get, if it's going to be a good start or not. I tend to think he's going to have a good start against the Tigers. That offense is really bad. Uh, we mentioned this yesterday, the the whole 20 some odd runs that they put up against two games against the Rangers, you know, definitely a fluke. Maybe not as bad as they were before, but not that good. Um, I think they got two last night. I kind of see them getting two again tonight. I think the Red Sox can score plenty of runs. I see basically a repeat of last night. Model says Red Sox minus 201. The money line price is minus 195. I'm, I'm comfortable with that money line. I'm comfortable with any number that starts with a one. Uh, it's one if you're a parlay player and you want to throw in a parlay. As long as, you know, the biggest thing with those, again, just try to be careful about putting too many games, having one game that you put in all your parlays, that sort of thing. You just got to be careful about how you're weighting your, your bets. That's the, one of the biggest problems with it. Otherwise, I think there's fairly good value on this. Um, Red Sox side, I'm going with a run line instead. It's minus 107. I think this run line should be up more like in the 125-ish range, maybe minus 130. Uh, I think there's a really good chance the Red Sox run away with this one. You have a hitter's park in Fenway, so it's not like it's runs are hard to come by. Um, you know, it's not like you're out in San Diego or, or what San Francisco used to be um, before they've, uh, you know, changed up that park a little bit. I think, I think the Red Sox win something like 6-2. to two. I'm going to go under with a lean at 9.5. I think this number should be 9, but I am not confident at all. I was very confident in last night's under that hit. I was confident in the two unders before that that were, in my opinion, good process, bad result, fluke losses. Tonight's a different story. I don't trust Brisky whatsoever, and Hill is just so variable. I can't be confident. And that's the thing to think on. If you think – if you're saying Rich Hill is going to shut down this bad Tigers offense, which is a very reasonable take, nine and a half is way too many runs. Uh, it's just it's not warm enough in that park. 
and your only way you the only way you lose the game is if the Red Sox score ten. So if, if you're taking that, you either go harder on the full game under and say nine and a half is a gift. It's at least half a run too high, or you go Tigers team total under. I'm just a little bit nervous that Rich Hill gives up some runs because you just never know what you're going to get with him. So it's a C pick for me on that under. I think even if he gives up runs, I think the Red Sox can still outscore the Tigers. So I like the Red Sox a lot. I think there's value on either the money line or the run line. I'm going run line with an A grade pick. But whether you're either one, I, I like. I think the Red Sox are the right side here. Um, like I said, biggest question is just how many runs can the Tigers score off Rich Hill? I lean to not a lot, maybe two. Um, but again, you never know what you're getting with Rich Hill. 720 Eastern first pitch Giants at the Braves. A warm one in Atlanta. Ball really going to fly out tonight. We're going to start off at 95 degrees. We're going to close in the mid 80s, so it's going to stay warm throughout. Winds will be going out to right center at about five miles an hour, so an extra slight couple of feet traveling on the ball uh, because of the wind. That heat, though, that 95 degree temperature as compared to a game that's played in a dome where it's in the low 70s, that ball is going to travel an extra 20 or 30 feet on that 95 degree heat as compared to you know, low 70 temperatures. Um, so, I mean, early on, especially these two pitchers are going to have a really hard time keeping the ball in the park if it gets in the air. And we're really looking for a lot of ground balls. Anthony DiScalfani versus Spencer Strider. scalfani has been on the IL for a while, only pitched three times this year. Um, ERA at six means very little with three outings. Advanced metrics on those 13 innings he's pitched say he should be in the upper threes. His projections in the mid fours. A solid pitcher. Uh, the model thinks he's a little below average. Uh, he's been very up and down over his career. He's had some success with the Reds. He's had some bad moments with the Reds. A pretty solid year last year with the Giants. I tend to think the model's probably a little bit too down on him. I think he's probably more league average than a little bit worse. Spencer Strider, on the other hand, again, continuing to have a fantastic year. A guy I've talked about a lot. I really like this kid. Uh, 245 ERA. Advanced metrics actually are better than that ERA. His projection gets better every time he goes out there. Uh, this kid is the real deal. Still potentially sometimes struggling with length as he gets stretched out, and the Braves are going to be a little more cautious with him. So I'm not sure how much that's on him and how much is on the team saying, we don't want this guy throwing 180 innings before the playoffs, which totally makes sense. So it's the only downside to Strider is that it's going to turn over to the bullpen quicker. But as I mentioned yesterday, I love this Braves bullpen. I think they are fantastic. And so turning over to the bullpen in this situation – Really not a bad thing other than potentially long-term wearing of arms. But otherwise, for this game, the Braves have a, a huge edge there uh, at the start of the game and at the end of the game with their relievers. Model says Braves minus 152. I think the Braves are the right side. I'll back them at minus 153. Only a lean. I don't think there's a lot of value with this number. If you can get minus 150 or better, that becomes a B pick on the other side. You have to draw a line somewhere, and that's where I'm drawing the line. I'm just saying I think 150 offers you good value. So it's a B pick. Otherwise, I think it's a C pick. Just not as much value. You could look run line. I don't think run line is a bad way to look. I just generally, I, other than you know, the game I just talked about, of course, Red Sox, I, I just don't see the Red Sox offense. I just think the Red Sox, I mean, the Tigers offense is really bad. I think the Red Sox is off brisky. So you know, that's just kind of a different situation. But otherwise, I just don't love run lines for home teams to lay that extra run. Um, that's just a personal preference thing. But if you like run lines, I think Braves in the run line makes a lot of sense here. Um, I think there'll be a lot of runs with the heat. Total is nine. That's a gift. I think it's a B pick for me. It's a B pick only because the odds being minus 120. If you could get something like minus 105, it's an A pick. Uh, I really think we get two nine 
or over nine. I love the push protection at nine because I could easily see a six to three type game. Um, but with this heat, as much as I like Strider, and as much as I think Giscafani isn't bad, I just can't see how uh, we don't get to nine. It's it, it's going to play like a huge hitter's park tonight in Atlanta. And so I think there will be a lot of runs. So B pick for me, can't quite get to an A pick, just don't love the odds, minus 120. 7-4 Eastern first pitch Guardians at the Tigers. A warm on Minnesota. We're going to start from the upper 80s. We're going to close in the upper 70s. Winds will be blowing out to center field around 15 miles an hour. So that's going to play like a hitter's part tonight. So keep that in mind. Aaron Savali versus Joe Ryan. I know I love Joe Ryan. The model doesn't like him as much, though. The model thinks he's not as good as that 281 ERA. The advanced metrics for him are in the low four. So keep that in mind a pitcher who's probably more good than great. As much as I like Joe Ryan, as much as he's been one, we've enjoyed backing. Of, of the pitchers that I've liked backing, Spencer Strider, uh, Kyle Wright. Um, I know I'm – I should have wrote that on a list. I, I tweet about some of these guys that are just like, hey, uh, Nestor Cortez has been one. These are the guys who early on in the season I picked up saying, hey, these are guys that we really want to back. Um, Joe Ryan is the one that was on that list. I really like backing him. He's had a great season. I still think he's good. It's just we have to be careful because he's not – the underlying metrics are not as favorable to him as some of those other pitchers are. Um, so, again, I think good, just not great. Aaron Savali in his seven games this year has a 784 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be in the upper four. She's talking about a below-league average pitcher. Not as bad as that near ADRA, but obviously not one who is good. Model says Twins minus 153. No line as of yet, so when the number comes out or if there's a pitching change, I need to make a new number. We'll deal with all of that on Twitter, and I will update the sheet. 805 Eastern first pitch, Phillies at the Rangers. Kyle Gibson versus Martin Perez. Martin Perez continues to be fantastic. He's had one bad start this year, and every other start has been phenomenal. A 210 ERA, advanced metrics. See, it should be a full run higher, but advanced metrics in the low threes is really, really good. So, I mean, the Martin Perez, the real deal here, a great having a great season. Um, and it's it's not it's not smoke and mirrors, you know, maybe not quite this good, but again, as I always say, when you have a pitcher with an ERA on two, and I say he's it's maybe not that good, I mean that's most pitchers, <laughs> you know, other than the top handful. Still very good, though, projects to be um somewhere between good and great uh going forward. The projection just gets better for him each time out. He is looking fantastic. Kyle Gibson with a low four ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be about a half run lower than that. I think Gibson might be undervalued here because I think he's actually a little bit better than his numbers indicate. Model says Phillies minus 106. Model says the Phillies should be favored. We're getting plus odds in the Phillies. I love the wrong team favored game. Phillies plus 105 is an A pick for me. It's a toss-up type game. The Phillies have the better offense. They have the better bullpen. Um and, and starting pitcher-wise, while the Rangers have a little bit of an edge there, I just don't think it's as large as the numbers indicating. I like the Phillies here. I think they win this game in plus odds. I think it offers tremendous value. So plus 105 is an A pick for me personally. And then with regards to total, um, total's 8.5. I'm looking under in this one, but I'm going to isolate the first five. Uh, the bullpens for this, uh, the Rangers' bullpen projection continues to get worse, as I've said all year. I just don't trust that Rangers' bullpen at all. Philly's bullpen still projects to be fine, but they they've just they've been up and down. Bullpens are fickle. You just never really know what you're going to get from them. 
Um, I'm just much more comfortable isolating the first five here. You have a park in Arlington uh, that in the summer when runs start picking up everywhere else because it's hot, now that they can close that roof, uh, it stays chillier. It's not, you know, the old days here in Arlington, uh, you'd have 100-degree temperatures and the ball would just fly out. And then one year they they changed up the concourse and they basically made a wind tunnel that like launched winds out, out the center field. You know, incidentally, I don't think they meant to do that. You don't have that situation in this park. And when it's hot and runs are going up everywhere else, they don't go up here. Uh, it kind of plays more like a pitcher park relative to the rest of the league. And so I, I'm looking under. I like both these starting pitchers. I think it's going to be lower scoring early. And then once we get to the bullpens, I don't really know. Again, I think it's a coin tossy type game. Plus odds in the Phillies makes a lot of sense. So I think low scoring to start first five under four and a half is an A pick for me. And then just too much value on the Phillies to pass up at plus odds to get the W for us there tonight. Hey, Tennessee, first pitch Cardinals at the Brewers. Got the first five under there easily with our play of the day yesterday. Today, the pitching situation is about as opposite as it could be from yesterday. It'll be Jack Flaherty, who only pitched three innings in his first start, didn't look very good, uh, still projects to be good, but not a pitcher I really trust at this point versus Chichi Gonzalez, who in his two starts also has not looked good but historically much worse than Flaherty, so projects to be very bad. Um, you have at least a little bit of hope with Flaherty uh, that you can get some decent innings because he has a track record of being much better than you do Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, but this is a game that you don't expect Chichi to go long, and that's a good thing. You want to get to that bullpen as fast as possible. The model says Brewers minus 104. That's a 51% win probability. And the idea there that we're saying is that the edges that the Brewers have with being home and in their bullpen are offset by the edge that the Cardinals have with a better offense than the starting pitcher, such that the Cardinals gain back 2% win probability. That might be a little bit short. Uh, maybe, uh, personally, I'd say this number should be more like uh, maybe Cardinals minus 104. Right now you say that we've, uh, swung the initial win probability from 53% all the way down to uh, 49. You're giving a 4% swing. Cardinals being a slight favorite, I think personally makes a little more sense. Um, I just don't like Chichi Gonzalez whatsoever. But the number right now of Cardinals minus 145 is insane. This is priced as if this is middle of his middle of the season rolling Jack Flaherty, and we don't have that right now. And that doesn't mean he won't pitch well tonight. We just you never know how long it's going to take these pitchers. We talk about Zach Wheeler as fantastic as he's been. Remember that when he went to that extended spring training um, at the start of the season and kind of missed that first turn through the rotation, it took him I think about three starts before he really got going. And then from there, it's just been lights out. But those first three starts, he really struggled. You never know how long it's going to take for a pitcher to come back. This, Like I said, this price is absurd. Flaherty might put it together. He might have a great start. Wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. But um, only pitching three innings this last start, I think, is just way too much to ask at this price. Um, to me, it's either you back the Brewers or you pass. I, I just uh, I can't see any value backing the Cardinals. It doesn't mean they don't win. It just means I don't think there's value doing it. I think there's just too much risk to add this to your portfolio tonight. That's my personal opinion. Um too big of a chance that Flaherty's gone after four innings and we're to the bullpen, and uh, the Brewers' bullpen is better than the Cardinals' bullpen. Offensively, the Cardinals are getting a little bit better of an offense. That's probably offset by the fact that we're in Milwaukee. 
Should be a tight game. Should be a coin tossy type game. Brewers plus 134. Insane amounts of value here. A great pick for me. I just want to get every unit I can on this. That's within reason to say that, you know, if, if you said, hey, let's flip a coin and I'll give you plus 134 if it's heads. I take that every day of the week. That's kind of what we're talking about here. Doesn't mean the Brewers win. I just think it's a who the heck knows kind of game. And I want all the all the all the reasonable within what's reasonable for you know us to wager. I want all those units on the Brewers at that type of price. I think it's a steal plus one thirty four. A great pick for me on the Brewers. I think the number's way too high. Totals nine. I think nine's priced pretty right. Um, at nine and a half, I'd love the under. At eight and a half, I'd love the over. Um, maybe loves those sort of like. Um, I think nine's the right price. I think there's a really good chance that this game's four four late and then somebody wins five four. So I'll go over nine just because I don't fully trust Flaherty. I really don't trust Chi-Chi. If it's a tie game, we might get extra innings. There's been more runs lately in baseball. So I'll go over nine, but it's not one I love. Only a lean. Uh, like I said, I think this one's priced pretty fair. Um, it, it won't be – it shouldn't be a game like last night. That was 2 nothing because these two pitchers are nowhere near the caliber of the ones last night. I know I'm, I know I'm breaking news to y'all saying that. Y'all are, are going to be so surprised to hear that. 18 Eastern first pitch, Blue Jays at the White Sox. Got a winner with the White Sox last night. Again, that kind of turned hairy at the end, but that ball really flew out last night, as I mentioned. And tonight's going to be the exact same story. 95 degrees to start, upper 80s to finish. Winds blowing out to left field around 15 miles an hour. Gust up towards 20, maybe 25 miles an hour. The ball is going to fly out in Chicago tonight all right keep that in mind otherwise i love these two starting pitchers i really want to go over for the weather and i really want to go under for these two starting pitchers gaussman is phenomenal a 320 era and his advanced metrics actually say it should be a full run lower if you look just at advanced metrics you got a guy right here in gaussman who would be up there in the discussion for the first half cy young um again era you know trailing a little bit but he's been fantastic dylan sees also fantastic, a sub-3 ERA, and the advanced metrics say it should be sub-3 as well. Two pitchers I really love, really love backing these guys. Um, the issue that you're going to have with Cease is every once in a while he doesn't go deep. I really think that this is a game where it's all about who can keep the ball on the ground between these two pitchers. If you get it up in the air, it's going to fly. Both these guys offer some velocity, and on that velocity, it's going to just get turned right around on them. So got to keep the ball on the ground. That's the thing to think about for these two pitchers. Model says Blue Jays minus 112. Model says the Blue Jays edge in slight edge in starting pitcher. Slight edge with the offense and slight edge with the reliever should make them slight, even road favorites. White Sox plus 115 offers a lot of value. I'll take them with a B pick. Uh, to me, it's really a coin toss game. Uh, I think Gaussman and Tease is basically a wash. These two offenses may be a slight edge to the Blue Jays, but then that counteracts with the White Sox being at home. Bullpens, Blue Jays may be slightly better, but I mean, it, it's really close. It's so close here. This is a coin toss game, kind of like last night. White Sox plus 115 offers a ton of value in a coin toss situation. B pick for me, especially with the ball flying out. You never know who's going to give up the home run and who's not. I'll take plus odds in a coin toss game every day of the week. B grade pick for me. I just can't quite get there with an A. Um, but, I mean, it, it's 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 similar to the Brewers game I just talked about, except the odds just aren't quite as favorable to put that extra unit on. But I think anything can happen here. Plus 115 offers a lot of value for the White Sox. B grade pick for me there. And the total is 8.5. I'm going to go over because of the weather, but with these two pitchers, I cannot be that confident in it at all. So 
I, I think it's priced pretty well at eight and a half. I'm going to go over because I kind of default to warm summer baseball total should be nine. That's just kind of my default. You have two really good offenses and this isn't just warm summer baseball. This is very hot wind blowing out summer baseball. So I think the offenses and the weather combine to kind of counteract how good these two starting pitchers are. So I think the total should be nine. I'll go over eight and a half. I just, I, it's kind of a C plus pick. I, I just, I just love these two starting pitchers so much. I just can't be that invested in an under, I mean, in, a, in an over uh, with the two pitchers I like. So C grade over lean for me at eight and a half. Like I said, I think the number should be nine. 8-15 Eastern first pitch, Mets at the Astros. Should be a doozy of a series. The Astros get the Mets for two at home. They travel to New York to get the Yankees this weekend, and then they uh, play at the Mets. A big stretch for the Astros um, after taking two of three from the White Sox. Um, it should be a lot of fun games involving the Astros playing the Mets and the Yankees. should be a potential World Series preview, potential uh, ALCS preview, obviously you never really know, but I mean, some of the better teams right here for the Ash should be a lot of fun and see how they stack up. Um, tonight, you got two pitchers who aren't as good as some of the other pitchers that these teams have. Trevor Williams versus Jose Arquiti. Uh, Williams has a nice three and a half ERA. I don't think he's quite that good. I think he's closer to league average. Um, Arquiti, ERA up near five. He's not that bad, but he's not that much better than that. He's definitely uh, an average to slightly below average pitcher. Uh, he projects more in the four and a half range, and he's kind of struggled of late. And the, the model's kind of giving him a little bit of a ding for that as well when it comes to his projection. Otherwise, the Astros have a better offense than the Mets. Bullpen wise, or about a coin toss, both bullpens uh, rate out pretty well. Model says Astros should be a minus 128 favorite. That's a 56% win probability. That makes sense. Again, you start off at 53. I think the bullpens are probably a wash. If the Astros offense is better than the Mets offense by more than the uh, advantage the Mets have with the starting pitcher. Um, so I think 128 seems like a fair enough number. I'll take the Astros at minus 124 with a B pick. Not one I'm overly confident in. I can't be that confident backing your because you never really know what you're going to get from him. Should be a good game. And I think the price is short enough that I don't mind laying it with the Astros here. Mets at plus 114. I'd need a number up about 130 before I thought the Mets had that much value here on the road total of nine. I'm going to go over nine. I think both offenses are better than both the pitchers that, that they're facing. So I'll go over nine with a B grade pick. Um, I think nine is a very reasonable outcome for this game. Um, but I think it's just more likely that we see some extra runs than not. The Astros offense is really getting going. We profited a lot on unders with the Astros early on when their pitchers were looking fantastic and the offense was struggling as the season has gone on, the weather's warmed up. The Astros bats have warmed up too. Um, I think this Astros offense is starting to look more like the offense that they've had in the past. Maybe not quite as good, obviously, losing Correa Hurts, uh, but you know, so maybe not quite as good as last year, but they're starting to approach that. Whereas early in the season, they were league average at best. But that offense getting going, I think they can put some runs up on Trevor Williams. I think the Mets will score off of Arkady. I think over nine makes a lot of sense. We'll take the Astros and the over, both B grades. Both picks I like, but neither pick I feel that strongly about in what should be a really interesting game to watch. The late games, Royals at the Angels, 935 Eastern. I don't know what to make of this Angels team. I swear every time I zig, they zag. Their offense is so inconsistent. I've long talked about how top-heavy they are. Uh, 
that just that really affects how just how consistent they are. They're a really frustrating team. I was a little surprised to learn. I felt like I feel like I've lost every Angels pick this year. I was surprised to learn that's not the case. I've not lost every Angels pick this year. Um, I, I'm I'm not as negative as I thought I'd be on the Angels. I feel like I can't get them right. I just you just never know what you're going to get with that club. Um, tonight it'll be a nice night in Anaheim. We'll start off in the upper 70s, close around 70 degrees. A slight breeze out at about five miles an hour. So maybe a slight bump to bats in what's normally a hitter's park, not a lot of foul ground there. So it's you know, all those foul pop-outs turn into just foul balls. John Heasley versus Reed Detmers. Heasley's had a solid season, but I'm telling you, all smoke and mirrors here. I, underlying metrics say his ERA should be more like five and a half. His projection's not that bad. Um, his projection's more in the upper fours, but uh, he is not as good as that ERA. Now, again, facing this Angels offense, you never know what that means, right? He, he could shut them out for the most part. Um I mean, the key to the Angels' offense, I mentioned it yesterday, the key is at bottom half of the lineup. The bottom half has a stretch where they can get three of those guys on, roll it back to the top, or keep it going from what the top does. The Angels can put up runs in a hurry, but if they don't, all you have to do is focus on getting a couple of those guys out at the top of the lineup. Uh, let a couple of them on, and you won't get hit, hit around too much. And that's what happened last night. Um, you know, I think Ward hit a home run. I think I saw Otani was on a few times. You know, you you don't even have you just have to get like one of their big three out, and if the rest of the lineup isn't doing anything, which is often, Angels' offense isn't that good. So you just never know. But but bottom line, as inconsistent as they are, I do not believe in John Heasley. Reed Detmers, a low four ERA. I don't think he's very good either. I think both these pitchers are very mediocre. Both of them project in the upper fours. Model says Angels minus 170. I'll back the Angels at minus 167. It's about as high as I want to go on the price. It's a B pick for me. I hate this Angels team. <laughs> and I don't mean that as a, if you're an Angels fan. It's just this team. is for. I feel like someone commented about this if you're an Angels fan. I feel like you have to feel the same way if you're an Angels fan. you got to just be frustrated with this team. Um, I, I think they're the right side. I still think their offense is better than the Royals. I don't trust the Royals' offense at all. I know they scored a bunch last night off off of a, a, an inconsistent Angels bullpen last night, but I just I think the Angels' offense is much better. As much as I give the Angels' bullpen a hard time, they're still better than the Royals' bullpen. They're at home. I think they win. I just it's hard to be too confident, but I'm going to trust the model and say that 167 offers us a little bit of value. So I'll put that second unit on the Angels. Be a great pick for me. When I think the when I really like the Angels, they really hurt me. And when I really don't like them, that's when they do well. So maybe that I reluctantly like them. Maybe that's the trick, right? <laughs> that, that's the sweet spot for me here. I'll take the Angels at minus one sixty seven on a B pick. But again, I personally don't like prices too much higher than that. The value's almost gone, according to the model. Totals nine. I'll go over nine. Didn't get the over last night. Felt one run short uh, of that. I just don't like either one of these pitchers. Um, a little bit warmer night, Petters Park. I think we can get some runs over nine, but only a B pick just because, again, that Angels offense being inconsistent and the Royals offense being not good. I just can't I just can't get to an A grade on this one. I think it's priced fairly well. I just love the push protection on this um, over nine. At nine, I think, I, just, I think it should be nine and a half, and at that point, I would not know what to do. Um, so I'll go over only a B grade pick, though, for me there. 940 Eastern first pitch, Diamondbacks at the Padres. Padres get the winner last night, even without Machado. I'm telling you, the Padres, again, 
if it's not the Rockies, they have no problem winning, right? Just can't beat the Rockies for some reason. But tonight it'll be a uh, an okay night in San Diego. We're still around 70 degrees, closing the mid-60s. Winds will stay uh, five miles an hour or under, uh, so no real wind effect there. Uh, Zach Gallon versus Sean Manaya should be a great pitcher matchup here in this one. Uh, Gallon probably not as good as that 291 ERA, but still a very good pitcher. Uh, advanced metrics and projection have him in the 3-8 range. That's exactly where Manaya projects as well. Uh, a little bit worse on the season ERA-wise. That's why the model grades them out a little bit worse. But, I mean, these two pitchers are pretty much a wash. Both of them are very good. Um, Manaya just a little bit more inconsistent. Um, every once in a while, he just can't seem to find it. But otherwise, uh, two very good pitchers. Uh, two offenses I don't really trust. I never trust the Diamondbacks offense. Padres offense can put up some runs in a hurry, but uh, I give it that Machado just a little bit weaker. Padres, of course, with a huge edge in the bullpen, though. Model says Padres minus 156. I got an A pick on the Padres minus 127. This price is absurd. Uh, anything at 140 or better is an A grade pick easily. Probably even close to the low mi- minus 140s is an A grade. Once you get up towards minus 145, um, it drops to a B grade pick. At some point, it's hard to lay a price going against Zal- uh, Zach Allen. Uh, he's a very good pitcher. So I don't want to lay too big of a price on the Padres, but the minus 127s, anything in the minus 130s is an A grade pick. Um, this Padres offense without Machado is still better than the Diamondbacks offense. Full stop. I mean, there's no, there's no denying that. And the Padres bullpen is much better than the, Diamond, than the Diamondbacks bullpen. Padres are home. And like I said, the starting pitchers are probably about a wash. It, it, this number is way too low. Uh, I think minus 156 is probably a pretty accurate price, at least minus 150. Um, so I like the Padres here. Who knows where this number will go? Um, but like I said, anything – South of minus 140 is still at A. Even the low minus 140s, when you get up to that minus 145, minus 150, that's when you start losing a little bit of value. And you drop to a B grade pick, in my opinion. Total is seven. I'll go under seven with a B pick. I I, I kind of see it playing out like last night. Um, pitchers are better than last night. I think Manaya's better than Darvish and Gallon's better than Davies. So, I mean, I... I, I a B pick for me on the under seven. I just couldn't quite get to an A pick. I, the, the How I get to an A pick a lot of times on under seven is if I say this number should for sure be six and a half. And I thought to myself, maybe this number should be six and a half. I just, I, I don't know. If it's a for sure, no way this should be six and a half. I'm going A grade under seven. I love the push protection. I just couldn't quite get there. I like both of these starting pitchers. I don't trust either offense right now, but I just, the numbers on these guys just aren't quite good enough neither one of them as good as gallon's been this year and as good as Manaya can be i'm trusting the numbers i'm trusting my projections and my projections don't have either one of these guys in that upper tier or even in that second tier they're kind of in the, in that bottom of the second tier upper third tier and so i just can't quite say yes these two pitchers are so dominant this should for sure be six and a half so a B pick for me on the under seven. If you if you disagree, if you think if you just again you see the projections in the sheet, so I put them there. I have Gallon graded at eighty five. You see how all the other pitchers are, are are graded. If you think based off the numbers the other pitchers have, if you think Gallon's more like an eighty, I have Manaya at a ninety one. If you see that and you think you're personally thinking he's more in the low eighties, then I think you go A grade on this under. I just the numbers just aren't quite good enough for me to go A grade under seven. But I think under seven is the right side. I just. 
I, I just don't like putting that third unit on it. As, like I said, as much as I like the pitchers, I just don't love them quite enough. 940 Eastern first pitch, Mariners at the A's. It'll be a warm night to start off in Oakland. Almost 90 degrees. We're going to close in the mid-70s. Winds will be out, but staying under five miles an hour. Marco Gonzalez versus James Capriellan. Two pitchers that I do not think are any good. Marco Gonzalez continues to be smoking mirrors. He might be a guy who can outperform his metrics a little bit, but he won't be able to outperform them this much all season. The advanced metrics say he should be in the low fives. His projection is right around five. Capriellan's worse. Um, probably not as bad as at 631 ERA, but not I mean, he's not good. It's it's not it's not one of those like, oh, he's a lot better. It's like maybe a little better, but I mean, not a good pitcher. Both of them rank very poorly according to the model. Uh, model says Mariners minus 178. I'll take a flyer on the A's at plus 179. I think it's a little bit of value on the A's here. It's a C grade pick. Not a lot. I can't be overly confident in backing Capriellan. So only a C pick for me there. Um, I'll take a flyer on the A's at home in a hot night where you might end up accidentally seeing some home runs in a park that doesn't see a lot of them and or ball flying just to get you a few extra doubles um, with two pitchers that I don't trust at all. And so I'll take a flyer on the A's there, but I can't be that confident. If I can get up in the plus 135 range, maybe even up towards plus 140, now you're talking about a B pick. Now you're talking about I want that extra unit on it. It doesn't make the A's any more likely to win. It just means if they do, it's worth our investment because the payout is that much better. Right now the payout's just not great. So only a C pick for me on the A's. And total-wise, total's eight. I'm going to go first five over four. A grade pick for me. I like both overs here. I don't trust either bullpen really, uh, but the Mariners pitchers are going to get better when Gonzalez comes out of the game, and the A's pitchers probably won't get that much worse. So I don't think I don't trust either bullpen, but uh, the worst pitchers are starting off, um, and it's hot starting off. So I'll isolate first five over four. You have to lay some juice. It's minus one twenty-five. If you're eyeing four and a half for the first five and eight for the game. It's a tough call, but I think it stays warm enough throughout the night that I probably still take over eight rather than over four and a half in the first five, but it's a real coin toss. That might be one where I really split my bet um, because uh, I think those are at least a little bit more comparable. Um, over four and a half in the first five or over eight for the game of both the B picks for me, but getting that push protection on the first five over four is an A grade pick. It's going to be hot. Like I said, that's going to turn a deep fly ball. All it's got to do is turn one or two deep fly balls into a home run. Both of these pitchers, in my opinion, are pretty garbage. I think we can get some runs early while it's warm. Uh, I, I really like this first five over four, personally, there in Oakland. And a recap of the A picks for me today. Got a handful of them for you. Rockies at the Marlins. I'm taking the, the Marlins minus 123. Cubs and the Pirates. I'm taking the first five over four and a half at minus 115. Tigers and the Red Sox. I'm taking the Red Sox on the one line at minus 107. I'll take the Phillies plus 105 at the Rangers, and I'll also take the first five under four and a half at minus 114 in that one. I'll take the Brewers at plus 134 at home against the Cardinals. I'll take the Padres at minus 127 at home against the Diamondbacks. And as I just mentioned, I'll take that first five over four at minus 125 in Seattle at Oakland. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. And I'll update that with plays throughout the day as more lines come out. There are three uh, that I'm still waiting on. You can find the link if you lost that uh, in the show's description and at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. 
I will probably see you tomorrow. You never know. Again, I'll tweet out if Mrs. Professor goes into uh, labor. Again, we'll have some show disruption at some point, assuming that doesn't happen. I will see you tomorrow. Either way, best of luck today. And until I see you again, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>